Hello again, witches, seekers, and friends, and welcome to the Fat Feminist Witch Podcast, the show where we do a little ranting, raving, and wand waving. I'm your host, Paige, and together we're going to explore magic and spirituality, social justice, the psychic realm, and most importantly, <sighs> Mercury fucking retrograde. Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning in to episode 59. Today we're talking about Mercury retrograde and why it messes with our electronics and words, and what happens when all the other planets also go retro. We're currently in the midst of Mercury's retrograde period, which began on Halloween and will end on November 20th. I don't know how it's working out for you, but on day two of Mercury retrograde, my phone slipped out of my hand, cracked, and then the entire top half of the screen just stopped responding to my fingers you know it just did not work anymore i use it every day for video for taking photos for designing most of my website's graphics and and like all of my social graphics so i had no choice but to shell out the cash to get it fixed and then also a a phone case so that it wouldn't happen again i couldn't take photos for an online tarot reading so that got pushed back and then when i did send it out of course the pdf i attached to that email i definitely attached it was mysteriously absent (laughs) a weekend and i'm already ready to pull out my hair (sighs) so that's how i'm doing now mercury retrograde is kind of notorious for screwing everything up but i honestly don't find it to be this difficult every single time. I think Mercury retrograde sometimes is brutal and other times I barely notice it's happening. (laughs) But this is one of those brutal times. Mercury's retrograde effects are the most acute because of its speed, you know, and its proximity to the sun. So it goes through retrograde periods three to four times a year. So we feel that on like an external level, like we feel that all around us. But a lot of the other planets and some asteroids and some random space points all have retrograde periods of varying lengths and strengths. So some like the far off planets of Pluto and Saturn affect us on a more personal and like kind of subtle level. These outer planets also go retrograde for much longer periods. And in fact, Pluto is retrograde for like half the year every year. (laughs) And it actually just stationed direct on October 3rd. It had been retrograde for a few months. The negative effects of Mercury retrograde are not necessarily universal. Just in case you were thinking that it's never been a big deal for you, so it must not be real. (laughs) How it affects us is determined by the astrological sign that Mercury is currently moving through, other events like full moons and eclipses, our own birth charts and, and where our planets fall there, and straight up, whether or not we're the kind of person who thrives on chaos. Some people have an incredible skill when it comes to chaotic events and situations. It's like they're just better equipped to deal with it or that it's actually like fueling them. I'm very jealous of those people. (laughs) Before we get into, you know, what all the planets get up to during their backwards phase, let's talk about what we're actually supposed to do about these retrogrades. Why pay attention to them? How much energy should we actually be pouring into these retrogrades? Whatever you do... (laughs) 
do not stop your entire life to observe or suffer through these celestial events. Just like things like full moons and the eclipse and any other cosmic events, you still have your free will to determine how you're going to interact with this event. Don't stop living to give Mercury retrograde a chance to kick your ass completely. Don't let yourself become obsessed with this and, and let your your fear rule you. Also, when it comes to the amount of energy you should pour into it, I, I would say minimal, for, <laughs> especially for these far away planets. But what you can do is use those retrograde periods as a source of energy to accomplish magical or personal goals. So you can channel that energy, you can use that same energy to accomplish things versus letting your fear get the better of you. So that same energy that trashed my phone could also be channeled to revisit an old relationship or an issue and solve any problems that it's causing me. It's, it's the perfect kind of energy environment for that. Many retrogrades are a really great time to start counseling or therapy, to revisit old trauma, to reconnect with old friends, families, lovers, boyfriends, whatever, um, or to resurrect old projects. Anything that you are revisiting from the past or that you're kind of healing from the past is really, really extra effective during retrograde season. You can find clues about the type of energy accessible during each one of these retrogrades by looking at, of course, the planet in question, and the astrological sign that that planet is moving through. So the planet is like your, your main topic of the retrograde. Mercury, for example, is the planet of communication and technology, which is why the retrograde period can lead to arguments, electronic problems, and like social snafus, like putting your foot in your mouth. The astrological phase narrows the focus just a little bit further. So Mercury is currently retrograde in the sign of Scorpio the Plutonian sign that rules death, transformation, and like secrets in the occult. It's a very intuitive sign. Scorpio is a very cool, very intuitive sign. It's a water sign. Uh, they love the occult and magic, like I said, and is often associated with sex. It's considered the sexiest of all signs or maybe the most sex-obsessed of signs. So some of the issues you may experience during this particular Mercury retrograde are past sexual partners or secret affairs coming back into your life. Um, you know, any sort of like clandestine meeting or affair in general could be a pretty hot topic right now, whether it happened before or is happening now. Uh, conversations about secrets and trust could lead to huge arguments during which you might say a bunch of things that looking back on you really wish you hadn't. You know, once the retrograde period's over, you really wish you hadn't said any of that stuff. Um, old traumas and beliefs about sex or past relationships um, and trust in relationships may come up a little bit more, which means that it's a good time to heal and to start to move forward from some of those things. Now, if there's anything that my Scorpio rising Venus and Pluto placements have taught me about the sign is that it's a very like intense sign, emotionally intense. Scorpio people are intense. The energy can be a little uncomfortable. So this makes arguments about very, very deep issues even more possible and also ups the social consequences <laughs> just a little bit more because it can bring out a little bit of extra, uh, like deeper rage. Wow, that sounded like, <laughs> it sounded like a weird way to say something really intense, but deeper rage is really what I was thinking of. 
But Pluto is the planet of, you know, death, rebirth, transformation. And you have the opportunity to leave some stuff behind this retrograde that could be holding you back. Change is uncomfortable for sure, but it's good. So I fully blame Mercury retrograde in Scorpio, the sign of death, for literally killing my phone. (laughs) That's my story and I'm sticking to it. And Pluto owes me $100. (laughs) So on the other end of the galaxy, we have Pluto, of course, uh, which was demoted by science, but is still given the respect the Lord of the Underworld commands in the astrological community, because we know better. (laughs) It's retrograde trip through Capricorn finished on October 3rd. And it might have given you a reason to explore some of your deep, dark desires or speak from a deeper place of truth just in general. Pluto goes retro every year for four or five months, and its distance means it's not really a force we feel quite as strongly as something like Mercury, but it can still be a source of energy if you want to change your life in a big way. Did you go through any big change between April and October? Did you notice that anything had come to a very abrupt end, or maybe even something that had been going on for a long time finally came to an end? Mercury isn't the only planet currently retrograde. Neptune has been retrograde since the summer solstice and its own sign of Pisces. And it stations direct around November 27th. Uranus went retrograde in the sign of Taurus in August, and it's staying there until January 2020, so we've still got a couple months there. Neptune rules things like dreams, illusion, delusion, drug use and escapism, mystery, intuition, and deep emotion. It also rules the feet, (laughs) and apparently foot fetishes are super common among Pisces. Now, I can't confirm or deny that, but an incredibly Pisces woman I know, like she has it in like four or five different places in her chart, got married last weekend, wearing a pair of those toe shoes, the ones that are like shaped like a foot, that she specifically purchased for her wedding because she loves them so much. She's loved these shoes for years. And I actually made a joke about those, like, you know, the the Vibram five fingers that are shaped like a foot. I made a joke about how much she loves them and, and, you know, how it's just like a thing. And she's like, yeah, look, I'm wearing ones right now. I bought them new just for this. And they were all like strappy and cute. And I died. It was the the most Pisces thing she's ever done. (laughs) I love it. She's so fun. So when Neptune is retrograde, you might find yourself getting messages or reliving old experiences in your dreams, especially since it's in Pisces, which means it's like double Neptune energy, right? The major thing to potentially watch out for during this time is escapism and even addiction. Neptune, oh, it is the sign of psychedelics, my friend. I don't know if Neptune's the reason I suddenly became obsessed with the the science behind using psychedelics to treat mental illness. Last few months, I've been very, very excited, uh, like obsessed with it, doing a lot, a lot of research. And I don't know if it's because I've always kind of thought that psychedelics were fucking awesome, but either way, <laughs> it's been on my mind a lot lately. Um, this could al- also bring things like increased daydreaming, which I've also dealt with, lots of flights of fantasy, check, being distracted by your thoughts and fantasies, like so much so that they're affecting your waking life, check, and generally generally just wishing to retreat more inward. I've actually had a really hard time with all these things the last few months, and I even, oh, it's so wild, I messed with my medication like a month ago. Uh, I had to deal with some really crappy side effects. I saw a doctor, 
whole bunch of problems really surrounding things like like drugs and fantasy and delusion. I don't even have a lot of Pisces in my chart. <laughs> Neptune just gets me, man. I don't know. I'm not sure why. I'm sure um, an experienced astrologer, when I finally pay for someone to do my chart for, for me, I'm sure they could tell me exactly why that is. So if you ever want some answers about this, I definitely recommend getting your chart read by a professional. So Uranus is also retrograde and it's retrograde in Taurus, an earth sign that's ruled by Venus and aligned with things like money and sensual pleasure. Uranus is the planet of rebellion and liberation. So you may have found changes in things like your financial situation, your material security, or even your ethics concerning money, security, and society and how those all relate. I found myself thinking a lot more about financial freedom the last few months. In August, when Uranus went retrograde, I had big money problems, like no money at all. And my financial and living situation um, changed all of a sudden. And now, a few months later, I'm doing a lot better financially than I have even in a few years because I completely changed how I was working in my approach to spending. And, oh man, I really had to hit some rock bottom. So thanks for that, Uranus. I had to get real poor. And now I'm feeling a lot better. But I really had to change the way I thought about money and material security and how that makes me feel comfortable and how that affects how I interact with the actual physical world. So look back at the second half of this year so far. Have you gone through big changes? Have you said fuck you to the status quo, made money, lost money, got obsessed with money? <laughs> Neptune and Uranus, the you know cousins slash lovers, could be the reason for all of these issues. If you want to harness this energy and kind of, you know, work it into your future plans and goals, the best way to do that is to track it and to just know when these periods are coming up so that you can shift your focus to be more aligned with their energy. It can also be a little bit comforting sometimes if you're feeling particularly affected by the retrograde to know that there is an end in sight and exactly when you can expect it. So I'll put a link in the description for this episode. I have a Google Calendar that I created to track these retrogrades, to give you alerts when they begin and when they end, and ways to make the best of it. I created this back in 2018, and this week I updated it so it is now filled up for the end of 2019 and all of 2020. So the Planetary Retrograde Cheat Sheet is back, my friends. You can find it on my website by going to you can click on retrograde calendar and it will show you the calendar for the entire month, what is retrograde and when, and tips. Tips include things that are aided by the energy. So things that you can do or that you should do during this time. Things to avoid doing or to take your focus away from. And then crystals that help you channel some of this energy better. I love using crystals to work with the stars and astrology. They're very, I don't know, to me, they're very connected. You know, crystals are so much, they're sparkly like stars. They're like earthbound stars. <laughs> and some, some of the things we call crystals really are earthbound stars, right? We talked about that in Star Goddess. So <laughs> I love using crystals, especially to work with stars and astrology and the retrogrades. Lately, I've been holding tight to this really, really nice piece of, uh, it's a fluorite point that my cousin gave me that has these waves and lines of purple and green. Which I don't know if they think about it as like very Pisces and Neptune-y. I wonder if maybe that's why Neptune was extra like hard on me. 
not hard on me, just it was extra there. Um, but the stone in general makes me feel very calm, but still very happy and enthusiastic. You know, it's a very, it's a very relaxing stone that still opens up your heart. It's a very heart opening stone. So I've been using a lot of fluorite. So you can go on my website and you can find the Planetary Retrograde Cheat Sheet blog post, or you can click on Retrograde Calendar and you can subscribe to the calendar there through the link. If you subscribe to the calendar back in 2018, it should have already updated on your phone. It's the exact same link and everything. So that's fun. Another place these planetary retrogrades can show up and kind of throw a wrench into the plan is in our birth charts. When a planet is retrograde when you're born, the energy it rules may be focused more inward than expressed outwardly. Just for fun, <laughs> let's look at how the current retrogrades could affect some of these newborn Scorpios that are being born right now. You know, things that they might come up with in the future. So pay attention, brand new parents. <laughs> so if they have a strong, you know, Mercury placement in their chart, this would usually cause someone to love speaking or singing publicly and at length. You know, they love the attention their words get. But that same person with Mercury in retrograde as it is now may find they have a lot to say, but that they have a hard time getting it out, especially in constructive ways. So they might have to work a little bit harder to find proper ways to express themselves. And the rest of their chart could give you some indications on ways to work with that, like the house that Mercury is sitting in, other planets that are... Um, you know, it's cert certain angles. Again, you'd have to ask a professional astrologer. But <laughs> certain other planets and their transits and how everything relates in the chart. But they might be a bit of an introvert and will no doubt appreciate some quiet time alone, which is not bad. Uranus retrograde in the chart could point to someone who is inwardly very rebellious and unconventional, but who presents as very normal to others. One thing I found that Uranus retrograde people are the uh, quintessential, um, what is it, lady in the streets and freak in the sheets. But I used like <laughs> a baby analogy, so I didn't want to say anything too sexual about your babies because that's gross. But the idea there is that they want to feel very comfortable in society and so they present this person, their societal archetype that they are comfortable with, the way they want to be seen. And it might not be quite so in line with the way they are inside. It's also the planet of shaking shit up. <laughs> and so a Uranus retrograde baby might actually struggle with shaking stuff up. They might have trouble accepting change. They might want to cling to things that are that are very comfortable or that they recognize from earlier times, earlier lives, earlier, you know, from childhood. They might be very, very into nostalgia. And they might not be very good at going with the flow. Neptune retrograde will turn that introversion and that love of time alone into a time of fantastic dreaming and intuition. So this person could have some really wild psychic powers, which of course could be good or could be bad. It all depends, right? Escapism and a love of things like psychedelics or booze could also follow this person around. And literally and, you know, metaphorically, blur the line between fantasy and reality. It might be kind of hard to keep these Neptune retrograde people grounded, but their mind and their creative potential will be just absolutely amazing. 
sex also pops up a bit with these signs like mercury is in scorpio and and so sex talking about sex and their fantasies may be something that is a little bit harder later on in life just like with retrograde seasons the strength of a retrograde planet has in your chart really depends on a lot of different factors and the experiences are not totally universal it depends on what else you find in that astrological chart you know it depends on the houses that all these planets sits in and all of the other planets that are nearby and um you know how we experience all of those things in general so if you have these retrogrades like in a house like the first house which is very outward it's it's something that we present to people right it's ourself if you have those there all of those things could be much more obvious could come up a lot more but if you have all of that somewhere else in a house that is more deep-seated it could just be kind of an inner disconnect slight backwardness but the cool thing about this slight backwardness is that it means that they just have a different way of thinking and of interacting. And that's a good thing. It's a different perspective on the world. They're able to see things in a slightly different way, which makes them a huge asset to anything. You know, as a friend, they communicate differently. They express themselves differently than some of your other friends. And maybe that's something that's really good. They have an active imagination or a dreaming life. They can fantasize. They have wonderful ideas. And then you're more of a person that gets things done. That is a great partnership, great friendship, great whatever, siblings, family, what have you. So retrogrades are not necessarily always negative. Mercury retrograde might have murdered my phone, of course, <laughs> but every single day of Mercury retrograde has not been bad. And previous retrograde seasons have been, I would even say, kind of fortuitous. There have been retrogrades where I've had no problems with arguments, no problems with technology at all. In other times, like this one, where I'm a little bit extra annoyed. Over the last three years, I've shared a lot about my ongoing journey to better mental health, and I get messages all the time from listeners who are also struggling and looking for someone to talk to. Unfortunately, it can be very difficult to find therapy that is fully accessible, financially or otherwise. That's where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp is an online service that can connect you with real licensed counselors who can be available on your schedule and right where you are. With four different ways to communicate and a wide range of specialties, there's a good chance you can find someone perfect for you, all without leaving home. Everything is confidential, and if you ever feel like your counselor isn't the right fit for you, you can switch right away. Not only is the service really affordable compared to in-person therapy, they also offer financial aid for those who need it. It's okay to need help. You deserve to get better, and you can start that journey at betterhelp.com slash fatfeministwitch and save 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash fatfeministwitch. I've talked before about Mercury Retrograde specifically, and, you know, just the different ways that you can, you know, a little survival kit for Mercury Retrograde. But just in case you haven't listened to old episodes, let's go over that, some of that right now, since we are right in the thick of it. So Mercury, as I was saying earlier, is the planet that rules communication and technology. 
So some of the kind of keywords of Mercury retrograde are communication, electronics, travel plans, documents and contracts, and slowing down. Mercury is a very fast planet, so we kind of want to slow everything down. When Mercury moves retrograde, you'll notice a lot of things like misunderstandings become more common. Miscommunications, computers and electronics crashing, uh, phones dying, plans just falling apart going haywire. During this time, you should pay more attention to how you communicate with people, how you express yourself if you're really speaking from a place of truth, saying things that you actually mean. Double and triple check your written statements, your announcements, you know, get out the the dictionary, check your words, <laughs> you know, and double spell check, all of that. You don't need to do things like avoid signing contracts or change the date of your wedding or <laughs> cancel your vacation. You don't need to do any of that. Just make sure that that's something you really want. That at the end of this retrograde, when everything's kind of back to baseline, you'll be happy with this decision. Taking a walk down memory lane and you know, visiting some old issues or some nostalgia can be extra cathartic right around now. So if you have any issues from your past or from a past life, especially since Mercury is in Scorpio right now, which is, you know, associated with death and rebirth and life and past lives, you'll have the energy to work through that stuff properly. It could be really, really interesting to get a past life reading right now when the energy is so primed for that. Also, you could try, Scorpio is a very intuitive and psychic sign. So exploring past lives yourself would be really a great idea right now. So taking a trip through the Akashic Records or breaking out your tarot cards to do some of that past life exploration stuff, all of that can be extra effective right now. So, you know, to avoid problems, not that you can really totally avoid problems, but just back up your electronics in your files, you know, watch out for your electronics. Don't let them slide off of, out of your hand or whatever. Double check your documents and your spell checks and the crap you put on social media, especially. Tie up some loose ends, finish old projects, and I like to clean and cleanse the house and donate stuff. I like to get rid of stuff a lot during Mercury Retrograde. Now, Scorpio is a more intuitive inner sign, so you could think of cleansing and getting rid of inner stuff at this time. So a lot of, a, a term we hear a lot is um, old and limiting beliefs. We all believe things about the way the world works, about the way we work. And sometimes those beliefs are very helpful and they help guide us. And other times they stand in our way. And times like Mercury Retrograde can be good for exploring some of those beliefs and getting rid of the ones that are standing in our way, forming new beliefs and, you know, gathering new perspectives so that we can move forward. Just don't let it, don't let it get to you. Don't get so terrified. I think one of the biggest problems with Mercury Retrograde is the scare tactics. Now, a lot of us can joke about how Mercury retrograde is such a bitch, but, <laughs> but you know, we know that things just happen, but that's not, some people really do think that Mercury retrograde can destroy their life or that Pluto retrograde can really, really destroy their life. And it's not going to. These retrogrades happen all the time. 
They're not rare. They are a part of life. We all cycle through all of these different planets throughout the year. They're all in our birth charts. And throughout the year, we deal with the energies of these planets in a bunch of different ways. And change is good. Being uncomfortable isn't fun, but it's something that we have to do to learn, to get rid of old things and to move forward. So a few tips for Mercury retrograde. Um, crystals. I really like the fluorite that I've been carrying around. Super, super great. I've also found that because this Mercury retrograde is in Scorpio, I've liked holding on to malachite, which is like one of my favorite Scorpio type stones. Um, and I found that them together have been really, really helpful at um, helping me have a little bit more energy without flying off the handle and um, saying things I don't mean. You know, I've been watching myself to make sure I don't get into fights and just kind of like pricking my thumb on the end of this fluorite point, essentially to remind myself, Paige, you don't need to be a bitch right now. You know, just, just keep my ear out. Uh, you can also use crystals like pyrite, which help kind of channel and diffuse chaotic energy. Aquamarine, which is really great to help you communicate and for healing. Uh, blue kyanite, blue agate, all of these are really, really great for communication and for healing. And then things like black tourmaline or obsidian for protection. And amazonite is one of the best for your electronics. Amazonite and pyrite are the ones I usually use. I usually carry a little Amazonite with my phone to kind of prevent problems like this, right? And I got a big old chunk of pyrite on my computer desk. And I haven't been doing that. I've just been carrying fluorite. So maybe that's the reason my phone died. No. No. It's just one of those things, man. I'm so disappointed. So disappointed. <laughs> Luckily, I, I have a really good guy that fixes stuff like that. So I got it all fixed up right away. So with Uranus and Neptune, Uranus, like I said, is all about kind of chaos, unexpected changes, rebellion, freedom, shaking shit up, uh, but even empowerment and original, thro original thought, bringing all of those things to the forefront. So right now, don't hold yourself back from taking risks. You know, don't take crazy risks. Don't go overboard. Don't get yourself hurt. But don't hold yourself back either. Be comfortable trying new things, uh, going new places. Embrace that change a little bit. Some of the crystals I mentioned for Mercury, like Aquamarine, are also really great at dealing with Uranus. Some other ones, uh, Fire Opal, which is a little bit hard to get, so you might not find it, uh, but Clear Quartz. And all sorts of other stones that are a little bit kind of odd and quixotic. So things like azurite is very good for working with Uranus energy. It can help you connect to your intuition so that you can kind of work on an instinctual level and go with the flow a little bit better. Aquamarine can help you weather storms and adapt to changes. And that clear quartz, of course, can be used to channel and work with any type of energy, no matter how wacky and chaotic. With, ne with Neptune in retrograde, you want to pay attention to your dreams. Pay attention to your dreams, to your intuition. Uh, practice things like divination. And art and creativity are huge. So you might want to express some of these, especially some of these psychic feelings. Express them with art because it may be easier for you to interpret them that way. Don't 
get caught up in escapism. Don't, <laughs> don't, you know, crawl back into bed every day if you can help it and just daydream your entire life away so that you can pretend that you have a good life. Like I did for like two straight weeks recently. If you can help it, try to avoid that. <laughs> don't mess with your medication if you're on any without talking to your doctor. Be extra careful about that. You know, if you're not someone who drinks a lot, be careful if you find yourself drinking a little bit extra. You may embarrass the crap out of yourself. That's what that's what's going on there. But also, when you escape like that, the real problem is that you could miss things. You could miss the stuff that's going on in your life. You escape uncomfortable things. And the discomfort is where the change is going on. So with Neptune, again, your fluorite and your um, aquamarine are kind of your best friends here for working with that energy. You can also get really cool and get other water crystals that are a little bit more intense, like Lorimar, which is associated with dolphins and mermaids. And... Uh, labradorite which is kind of a dark and spooky type of moonstone it's it's more of a, a new moonstone is how i use it so you can use these crystals you can keep them with you keep them with your electronics you can use them while meditating or while you're focusing on any of these so you can keep some of these crystals near your bed if you want to increase and um kind of harness your dreams a little bit more. You can use them during your divination. You can also put them on your desk, keep them with your electronics. This pyrite stays on my desk near my computer all the time. Uh, and when my computer's really, really messing up or any of my electronics, I'll usually take this pyrite, I'll, you know, close the lid, turn it down for a second, put the pyrite on top and kind of walk away and give us all the time we need to chill and let that crystal do its thing. And it, I mean, it's just, it is so helpful for me. That has been one of the most effective ways I've found to get through any sort of mercury retrograde um, issue. It's, it's stress. The stress and the anxiety, the worrying about mercury retrograde, that makes it 10 times worse. Oh, 10 times worse. The only thing that can make your computer break worse when it's completely broken is freaking out on it and begging it to work and slamming your fist down on the keyboard and crying. Like that'll just make everything so much worse. It always does. You want to channel that kind of chaotic energy um, and make it something more useful or at least get it away from <laughs> the electronics that it's affecting. Don't drop your phone, y'all. Just that, That's all I'm saying. Just don't drop your phone. Since Mercury is an air sign associated with communication, I also like to use different tools that, that work with that vibe. So I love to burn incense, um, specifically for Mercury retrograde. Anything that's kind of um, lemony, lemongrassy, citronella, all of that stuff is very aligned with Mercury. But other things that are very um, clarifying, like mint and... Lavender are also really great at clearing out kind of chaotic communication energy and making air flow a little bit smoother. When med when you're meditating or perhaps doing yoga in the morning, when you're kind of getting ready to start your day, focus in on your throat chakra, which is most affected by mercury retrograde. Well, as far as the chakras go, most affected by mercury retrograde and clear out any sort of stale energy that you find there. You know, try some yoga asanas that open up your throat chakra 
clear it out. Wear crystals that are really great for communication um, on necklaces. Wear them around your neck. I do that. I'm wearing a Chrysocolla pendant right now. You can also use uh, oil blends, essential oil blends, and put those right onto your throat chakra. So again, I'll do that with something like lemongrass or a lavender or a mint to just kind of open it up and make sure I don't come up against any problems in that area. I'll also drink tea around mercury retrograde that's really good for your throat. So I mean, lemon, lemon and ginger with honey is my favorite one. But you can also drink like peppermint tea or lavender tea, anything that's kind of associated with the element of air. It can just kind of help clear that area out and feel a lot better about the words that you're speaking and the way that you're speaking to people. Just help you with your communication and your self-expression. In general, it could be a really good time to think about the ways that you express yourself, the ways that you communicate with others in a more general sense. Make sure it's in line with who you are. Make sure it's really truthful to who you are. Make sure you're not presenting yourself in some way that's inauthentic. All of that can, you know, really affect how you move forward after after Mercury retrograde. It can be a really great time to work on things. Sometimes, especially when we're working on something like personal development, it can seem like there's so much to do that we don't know where to start. And I also get that way about things like doing the dishes, but <laughs> but I mean, let's let's be real, that's not that serious of a problem. But when it comes to personal development, oftentimes this can make us just stall. You know, if we have things about ourselves that we've been trying to change or wanting to work on and change uh, more is more the better way to say that. Um, this could give us a push. You know, it could give us something to work on. Here's your homework assignment for your personal development. It's Mercury retrograde in Scorpio. So think about the ways you communicate deep secrets or the way you talk about sex with other people, the way you talk about sex with your partner, the way you talk about sex with yourself, your own inner dialogue and beliefs about sex or death or change or the occult. Work on that stuff within yourself now. And then, you know, hopefully after the retrograde is over, you will have this bright, shiny new future. And the next time you need that energy to direct you or guide you a little bit, another planet will be moving through a retrograde phase or will be going direct or will be, you know, crossing paths with the moon or the sun or something. Astrology is great because it's always happening. There's always astrology happening. And you can, <laughs> if ever you, you need some sort of direction, there's always something in astrology that can uh, kind of help lead the way. I think that's why I like it so much. I'm personally feeling pretty excited and pretty comfortable with the idea of this last, you know, this Mercury retrograde kind of clear out season. I guess you could call it clear out event. <laughs> now it sounds like a sale. Uh, so I'm kind of excited about having Mercury retrograde in this very intense sign of death and rebirth and, and transformation right at the end of the year. Some people have had a really bad year. I have had a very interesting year. <laughs> it's been great. Um, sometimes it's also been really, really hard, but it's been great and it's been very interesting. And I have a lot to look back on this year. A lot of things that that I completely forgot that it happened. Around the end of the year, this is when I start to, you know, take stock of everything that happened over the next year and start planning for the next one coming up, start planning my goals for the future, you know, seeing if I've accomplished anything that I set out to do this year, revisiting 
old um, things like New Year's resolutions, this is a great time to do all of that. So I think it's actually very fortuitous to have this Mercury retrograde at the very end of the year in this intense sign of transformation and death, because that's kind of the vibe that we're coming into anyways. I think this is preparing us for a really, really great 2020. I've got good vibes about 2020. I think it's going to be a great year. So what I'm really hoping is that this Mercury retrograde gives us a chance to clear out all of this stuff that we don't need to bring with us into the future. All of this stuff that we can leave behind so that 2020 can be a better and brighter place for all of us. That's what I'm really hoping for. Yeah, that's what I'm really hoping for. And since I said it now, that's exactly what's going to happen. Just you wait. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. So there you have it, friends, how to survive Mercury retrograde, quote unquote, uh, as well as some of the other retrogrades that are happening now and ways that you can be prepared, ways that you can figure out how to deal with future retrogrades. Now you can go to my website, thefatfeministwitch.com slash retrograde and see the calendar. The For the end of 2019 and all of 2020, you can see the calendar of all planets that are currently going through their phases and phases in the future, as well as tips and things to avoid and crystals to use and all of the information you need to kind of plan out these retrograde seasons or, you know, tiny week amounts, (laughs) three week amounts or four months amounts, whatever. Um, So you can plan out these retrograde seasons and and kind of make the most of them or um, understand the kind of energy that you're dealing with a little bit better. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the Fat Feminist Witch podcast today. I'm so excited that you guys could join me post-Halloween. It really does feel like a whole new year to me. Wiccans, um, they see Halloween or Samhain as the end of the year. They celebrate it as the Witch's New Year. Now, I'm very much into like New Year's during Capricorn season. I think it's because I am a Capricorn. But I really did wake up on November 1st and it felt like a new year. I, I really had this this vibe of... It's like I heard Feeling Good by Nina Simone in my head when I woke up. <laughs> you know that song? It's a, it's a new dawn. It's a new day and I'm feeling good. I really felt like that November 1st. So I'm hoping that this means that we are moving into something um, pretty interesting, moving into a very interesting kind of year and a very interesting end of the year even. So I guess we'll see. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you want to support the podcast, you can do so by going to thefatfeministwitch.com and you can click the button that says buy me a coffee to make a small one-time donation. You can also go to patreon.com slash thefatfeministwitch to join the Witch and Bitch, a private monthly membership group for $10 a month. We do um, live meetups and uh, we read books together. We have a book club. We celebrate full moons, all sorts of really fun stuff like that. You can also advertise here on the Fat Feminist Witch by going to advertisecast.com slash the Fat Feminist Witch. Have you noticed a trend with my URLs? And I'd like to thank all of the advertisers that uh, have been purchasing ads this year. This is my first time doing it, and I've had a really great experience so far with the companies that have reached out to me. So thank you to all of them, all of you. And of course, just sharing the podcast with your friends, which I know a lot of you are doing, helps a lot. Like I said, I've had a great year. It's been pretty successful. And I know that's because of you guys. So I'm very, very grateful. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your Mercury retrograde season. We have a full moon coming up next week on the 12th. 
And fun fact, Monday, November 11th is actually the podcast's fourth birthday. I don't usually separate it because it's the same day as Remembrance Day. <laughs> that night, I recorded my first ever podcast episode and uploaded it. So it is the podcast birthday. Yay! Maybe next year when it turns five, I'll do something special. That'll be fun. So have a wonderful weekend. Uh, very, let's say, breezy rest of your <laughs> Mercury retrograde. And I hope everything just keeps moving forward with you, even though the planets seem to be moving backwards.